You're listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature. Hi, this is Father Mark Bulos, and you are listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature podcast. In today's program, Father Paul continues his discussion of the plural Elohim as it relates to the moon and the sun in Genesis chapter 1, noting that modern addressees are too far removed from the historical setting to easily grasp the author's intent. I am happy to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. Let me go on an aside because you hearers heard my previous podcasts on chapter 5. Why suddenly the author throws book before Toledot in chapter 5? Okay, the safer word, safer book is very important. In the previous Toledot, he doesn't use that. In the following Toledot, he doesn't use that. So what is it doing here? People don't make comments on that. But I explained it that it is forcing you to realize that we're moving away from the first section, which is the Toledot of the heavens and the earth, to the Toledot of Adam. And you know my conclusion, that you might not deal with Adam in chapter 5 as though you are dealing with Ha-Adam in chapters 1 through 4. What's the difference? Precisely, it parallels Elohim and Ha-Elohim. You see how in this approach of mine the range of what I'm saying. It's not only on here and there. You have Adam and Ha-Adam and you have Elohim and Ha-Elohim. So to come back to the book that it is thrown there out of the blue and then it doesn't appear until way later it makes it in my estimation functionally as powerful as Bika that appears and I mentioned that in Genesis 11 and disappears and book appears in chapter 5 and then it disappears for a long time there must be something about it so once again I know I'm getting ahead of myself but just to get the hearers ready to understand where I'm getting at which is this centrality of chapters 1 through 11 not only imaginatively or theologically but functionally through the words and this is my take on Elohim that make sure when you meet this Elohim you should not fall under the step of all the others who have his same name in the Bible Elohim as many it is fantastic okay and don't play games with him so you're my plumber too he never said that <laughs> actually there was no plumbing in the Bible <laughs> at least mentioned in the Bible 
And still, I'm sure by now my hearers realize that my discussion is not philosophical. So discuss his existence and meanings and per, how it is be conceived and so on, as we do in catechisms, which were launched by Gregory of Nyssa, you're losing your time. It's functionality. Had it been not so, then it would not explain the fact that Elohim, as I just said, still means gods according to the context. By the way, this in turn shows that the scripture deity unlodges and eliminates functionally the other deities. The singular bara, I mean, you don't hear about the other deities. Let me make an aside here because it is there, I spoke about it and my hearers would be able to understand better. Notice how there is a play between light and darkness in the first verses that are coming directly from God but then in the fourth day they are controlled functionally by the two luminaries. All scholars, but let's say virtually all scholars point to the fact because it cannot be not acknowledged and to understand it you have to know the sociopolity of those times that the moon and the sun were the most powerful gods functionally actually in the desert the moon is more important than the sun and this is something very difficult to explain to people in the west why the god moon is more important than the god sun in the pantheon of Mesopotamia. Okay? So, the moon and the sun are not even named, which is very strange. I know it's a big aside, but it's very important for my case. How do I know that? Because in the rest of the Bible, you have sun and moon. Okay? Actually, funnily, they are mentioned later in chapter 9. But at this specific moment, their main function is related to light and darkness that control the day and the seasons and so on, which were taken care of in the first and second day. In other words, when you hear, you say to yourself, but this is a repeat. Now, people tell me, knowledge of science, that's not the point. They want, I mean the writers, they wanted to belittle these two deities, that they are two of the Elohim that the biblical Elohim is injected in the text to unlodge and eliminate them once more functionally. Let's say you are an intelligent person and you're hearing the biblical text. You're not reading a book of science. When you get to the function of the 
two luminaries, your first reaction is, and who needs them? Honestly speaking. Okay? I'm not discussing theology. Your first reaction, if you want me, I'll read them for you, but they are so well known, so I don't want to lose my time now, that who needs them? It is different than in the case of the earth. God commanded it to produce vegetation in day three. Forgive me, but I'm expanding on this aside from the perspective of discussing Elohim. I'm not discussing those passages. In the third day, God orders the earth to produce, but then the text says, and the earth produced the vegetation. That's very important to remember. It's not God that produced the vegetation. It's the earth. But the animals is different. I'm talking about day three and the earth. Okay? This is the famous mother earth that produces. But in day four, God does not say to the luminaries, you produce light and darkness. He does not say that. They are already defined before. Once more, if you're hearing it as though it was written today, there is no way you can understand it as though it is written then for a very simple reason that for you today, let's say the author did it today, the sun and the moon do not function as deities in the general literature. But there they did. And hence I go back to this Elohim that was intentional. The choice of Elohim that in Hebrew, which defies translation, we have a differentiation between Elohim and Ha-Elohim referring to the same and one scriptural God is unacceptable to our minds. You can't render it. Take the Septuagint. People say, well, in Greek you can differentiate between Otheos and Theos. I know that. But I want you to listen to me, hearers, not to say you know Greek. You have to explain to me if Ha Elohim is technically Otheos and Elohim is Theos, why did Septuagint say Enarchi Episen Otheos? There you go. that the translators, which for me are the original authors, but even if they are not, they did not differentiate. And now, when you have one sentence about Enoch, 
where the first one is Ha Elohim and the other one is Elohim. Obviously, you're not talking about two different people. But still, sound-wise, there is a cunning there which you have to solve. And when you will get there, I'll try to solve it for you. I didn't touch it in my first podcast because we needed to move it. But very important. I touched on it in my discussion of the beginning of chapter 6. Meaning that I've been always aware of that. But, you know, to unload everything at one time. Anyway, I'm hoping that my listeners are hearing me. That's why I keep calling them hearers. It's a challenge. Okay. Hence, the difficulty in translating Kelohim as gods or as the God in Genesis 3.5. That famous text where the serpent tells Eve he doesn't want you to know the good and the evil and become, I'm reading the Hebrew, Kelohim as, now, translation-wise, let's say you are in a class of Hebrew, Richard. Obviously, there is a big debate whether translated as gods or as God, and that's precisely my point. But we'll come back to this conversation between the serpent and Eve. And you women listeners, as I keep reminding you, do not allow those males to fool you. Because the command was given to Adam before you came about. See, if you listen to me. I'm not speaking to women at large. I'm speaking to the hearers of mine that are women. This is how you hear the text. So if I'm able to save you from the male oppression, it's not because I love you. It's because I know the original text. Hooray for Father Paul. That's what we're talking about very important so if you combine the text of Genesis 5 22 and 24 more specifically 24 let's hear it and Enoch walked with and then he was not because took him Elohim So we have a parallelism already in chapter 4 through the original Kelohim. Is it as God or as God? And you can discuss until doomsdays theologically. You're just talking nonsense because the message is functional. The Bible as Literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network.